All right, I will say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Let us begin. I want to again thank Robin, Robin Shaver for the beautiful, beautiful breakfast. And let us begin. I'm sorry we're getting started a few moments late, but we have a beautiful daf ahead of us today. I also want to begin by thanking our sponsors. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Cheshvan. To thank Mary and Rachel Gold for dedicating all the Sherman Drushals this month in memory of Yonat Tzvi, Ben Yosef Chaim Elazar HaKohen. And to thank Noam and Leah Efron for dedicating the Sherman Drushals this month in celebration of the 98th birthday of Noam's grandfather, Yosef Herschel Ben Mordechai Halevi. Not good? Better? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so with that, with that, let us let let us begin. We thank our sponsors for their ongoing generosity, and once again, thank Rabbi Schaefer for the beautiful breakfast. So we'll say today's daf is Tes Vav fifteen, and we are picking up. We are picking up Emeritz Hashem actually top of Tes Vav. We left off kind of a little bit in the middle of the sugya. So just to reorient ourselves a little bit, yesterday was all about the din of Esrik. Right? How do we understand an esrog? Is an esrog, the fundamental machlokis was, is an esrog treated like a yarek, in which case its meister status is designated by shas likitoso when it is picked, or is an esrog have the din of peros, of an elon, and therefore again, halacha lamaisa, its meister status is solidified as to as when chanato, when there is blossoming. That was the fundamental machlokis. Now, interestingly enough, the conclusion the Gemara kind of left off with is that esrog much more resembles a vegetable, and therefore halacha lemaisa, the isuro is bishas likitaso. The meiser status is determined by when it is picked. The issue the Gemara then brought up was as follows. If halacha lemaisa, esrog is like a yarek, like a vegetable, then when should its Rosh Hashanah be? When should Rosh Hashanah be? Tishrei, just like vegetables. To which the Gemara says, we're picking up Tes Vav second line down. Ele'i itmar halchi itmar sigmar is the kasha. Amarav arafuna. Afagav. The Amarav begam liel. Esrog achar likita kiyarek. Berashashan shalosh shabbat. To which the Gemara says, you're right. Even though halacha lemaisa, we established that an esrog has the meiser status of a vegetable, and that meiser designation, de- designation is established by when the esrog is picked. Nevertheless, it will have the Rosh Hashanah Ilanos. So I will say, interestingly enough, what comes out is that esrog itself is a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It has qualities of a vegetable, and it has qualities of a tree. It has quality, I'm talking about in a halachic sense, it has qualities of a vegetable, in that its meiser status will be determined by when it is picked, but it has the, but it has the identity of a tree, in that halacha lamaisa, its Rosh Hashanah will be shvat. And as we established yesterday, Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva's doubt was not about whether or not the halacha follows Beishana Beisil, that's good, the halacha follows who? Basilel, and therefore the Rosh Hashanah for the Esrog will be Tu Bishvat, the 15th of Shvat. Absolutely incredible. So we'll say, let's go back. We're not finished with Esrog because you still have to go through the Sugya, and then we're going to see the Rambam. Because I will say, it could very well be that in the, in the, in, in this Sugya, Esrog is going to turn out to be one of the most complex things. Quite fascinating. So, Maishna Hasam, Diktanium Haisa Shniya Nichnesis Lishlishis. 
So we'll say the Gemara just asks a different question. See, we've been illustrating this idea of when the new year for a particular item is, based on the fact that you could have a fruit or a vegetable for that matter, that matures in one year, but is harvested in the second year. So for example, by vegetables, the Gemara illustrated the example of a vegetable by saying, So by vegetables, the Gemara often illustrated the example by talking about a vegetable which matured in year two, but was harvested in year three. Yet over here by Esrig, Interestingly enough, by Esrig, the Gemara illustrates the example of blossoming in one year, harvesting in another year, as an Esrig that blossoms in year three and is harvested in year four. So the Gemara just asks, why is this not symmetrical? I was supposed to say, again, not exactly a bam kasha, but nevertheless fascinating, which is which is this idea that if you want to illustrate blossoming in one year, harvesting in a second year, so why not use the same year? So by vegetables, you're using blossoming year two, harvesting year three. By esrog, you're using blossoming year three, harvesting year four. Why? I both say this is quite fascinating. So the Gemara says, because the Gemara is actually teaching us just stama halacha. The esrog, kashile yada, so we'll say the Gemara gives a very interesting idea. That what happens? Something wrong? The mic is too close. Too close, sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. Better? All right. It's like a Zemmer or something. Okay. So, say, so listen to this. So the Gemara explains, the Gemara explains that halacha lamaisa, we're learning something different, which is, this is fascinating, and this is very lamaisa. An esrog tree, after the Shemitah year, doesn't bear fruit for another three years. Why not, the Gemara says? Because since on, since on Shemitah, better? Yeah? Since, since on Shemitah, everybody's touching the tree. So I'll move back a little bit. Since on Shemitah, everyone's touching the tree. Therefore, halacha lamaisa, that takes its toll on the tree. And therefore, it doesn't bear fruit or viable fruit for another three years. That's why by the asrug, the case that's given is year three into year four. Masha'enkein, ultimately by vegetables, it was given year two into year three. We'll say such an incredible use of because the esrug tree is handled so much because it's hefker during Shemitah, it doesn't go ahead and, it doesn't go ahead and bear fruit. It doesn't bear fruit. Ultimately, for another three years, we'll say, no, I was thinking about this. It's really an incredible metaphor, which is that sometimes in life, if you want things to grow, you have to leave them alone. In other words, if you're constantly cheppering it and you're constantly touching it and you're constantly involved in it, and I, I think this is, this is a good yesod in parenting as well, that you know, we, every parent knows there's this incredible fine line. You have to be involved, you have to be metabolic, you have to be involved in your child's life and you have to go ahead and you have to be involved in everything that's happening with your child, but yet there's a time to be involved, we'll call it like directly involved, and there's a time to be remotely involved, right? Parents who are directly involved in every single thing. You know, so I had, had a mice like this. One of my children had a really difficult friend situation at school. Really difficult, like, like a wrong. So my first reaction is, I'm calling this kid's father. I'm calling this kid's father. And I said, no, I'm not. Actually, my wife said, no, you're not, right? And then, right? So, so it was interesting because as, as a parent, you see a wrong occurring 
and you want to step in and you want to help them, but then you realize at the end of the day, part of maturation is also allowing your children to deal with their own problems. And that it's not the job of the parent to fix everything. So what an incredible metaphor. Sometimes if you want the esrig, if you want the esrig to grow, you, you got to be a little bit hands-off. You have to be a little bit hands-off. If you're always hands-on and everybody has their hands on it, it's just not going to grow. Of course, I want to be careful. The, 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 the converse is, is very dangerous as well. In other words, not being involved at all and just taking a laissez-faire approach to raising children and to the chinuch of children and just somehow hoping and wishing that things were going to work out, that's a very bad idea as well. It's this incredible balance between the right level of direct people and involvement, but also not too much that it stunts the growth of the pre. Incredible. So, listen to this. When is the Rosh Hashanah for an Esrug? Now, now, seemingly, we just established that before. Amr Shvat. Shvat, right? Specifically, to Shvat. So, Shvat de Chadoshim or Shvat de Tekufa. Which Shvat is it? Is it the Shvat that is calculated according to the months of the moon, what we call Chodesh Shvat? Or is it Shvat of the Tekufa? Now, say we're going to get into this sugya in a couple of days from now. But this is as follows. There are technically speaking two different ways you could calculate the month of Shvat. There is a calendrical Shvat, which again is established according to the calendar. And then there's seasonal Shvat. Seasonal Shvat, as we'll talk about, is 30 days after the winter solstice. So again, we'll see this a little bit more in depth. So which Shvat is it? To which the Gemara says, Amrlei Dichadoshim. No, Shvat is Shvat. Right? And we speak about, again, Tu Bishvat being the Rosh Hashanah for Esrik and the Ilanos. That is calendrical shvat. Boy, we need Rabbi Rabbi Nachman. Family Rabbi Yochanan, my Rabbi Yanai. Haisa shanam uberes mahu. But see, interesting question. What about what about if it's a leap year? What about if it's a leap year? Look at Rashi. Haisa shanam uberes mahu. A masay Rosh Hashanah shvat. A masay Rosh Hashanah shvat hasamoch leteves. Oh, Adarishon shul b'makom shvat. Shabbos. Here's what's interesting. In a leap year, where there's two others, which is considered to be the shvat which is the Rosh Hashanah of the Ilanos. Is it the month we call Shvat, or is it what now in this year is called Adar Aleph? We'll say, by the way, Halacha Lema it's a leap year, right? It's a leap year this year. Yeah, leap year this year, right? So we'll say, so again, you hear the Shaila? So now we're going to say Shvat is Rosh Hashanah of the Ilanos, and again, specifically for Esrig, which Shvat? Now we'll say, you'll see to yourself, what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? Of course it's Shvat. We'll say, what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? Remember, we'll say, when do you have a leap year? When do you have a leap year? Right, or I should say, conceptually, when is the early period? I don't mean now, because now the calendar is a bit more organized. But remember, the concept of a leap year comes when you see that Pesach is going to fall out in the winter and not in the spring. Right, Pesach is Chaga Ovid. That's why, again, that extra leap month is always Adar. Because when we see Pesach is coming, so we'll say, so it's a good Kasha. If Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanos, and the reason it's Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanos is because the majority of the rain has already fallen, the sap is surging up inside of the tree. So which month should really be the Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanos? If it's calendrical Shvat, it's possible that maybe that's a little bit too early in the winter. So maybe, maybe in a leap year, Chodesh Shvat for this purpose is actually Adar Aleph. It's good kasha. To which the Gemara says, Now, again, since a leap year is infrequent, we go after the majority of the years, which means that Shvat is Shvat is Shvat. So, both say, so in both of these questions, the answer is the same, which is we go after 
calendrical Shvat. So calendrical Shvat is always going to be the Rosh Hashanah Leonis, which makes sense to both sides, because if you get into a situation where one year Rosh Hashanah Leonis is calendrical Shvat, and then in another year it's solstice Shvat, and then in another year it's actually Adar Aleph, that's a, that, that's a, that's a Meiser disaster waiting to happen. Amar Rabba. We'll see. Here we go. Great case. Whoever thought, right, that, that Meiser could be so exciting? Now, I'll say, like, I think a lot of times, I think in two areas, I think in Tumantara and, and in Chumas and Meisers, we hear these sugyas and it's like, oh boy, oh boy, right? We, 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 we say, no, no, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, it's holy. And we're like looking, looking ahead, how many pages is this? And I'll say, but incredible. And isn't it interesting that so much of this really just comes down to remembering a few basic facts. The one, two, four, five model, one, two, four, five, three, six model in terms of Meister Shani, Meister Ani. Also understanding, again, our categories. Vegetables are a category. Trees are a category. Grain, grapes, olives, Category, kidneys, category. And now, amazingly enough, a shayla is what does Esther fit into? That, that's the ongoing shayla. Fascinating. If you have an Esther, a year six Esther, going into the Shemitah year. So, we'll say, so we're assuming now what the case over here is as follows. This is an Esther which blossomed in year six, but is going to be picked in year seven, in Shemitah. So what's Talacha? Petura mina Meiser. Such an Esrog is Pater from Meiser. Pater from Meiser. Uptura mina Beer. And it's also Pater from Beer. Now, I'll say, let's talk a little bit about this because this is important. So I realize, you know, we haven't had a, I haven't done a Shir on Shemitah yet. Which is, uh, you, I, usually I would have done it during, during Yom Tif, so we'll have to, we'll have to schedule that also in the next Hashem. So we'll say, so the Gemara says as follows. So Rabbi says like this, you have a year six Esther going into year seven. If you pick it in year seven, Salah Chalamai says Pater from Meiser. So again, presumably it's Pater from Meiser, why? Because we're gonna go Basar Chanata. I'm sorry, Basar Lakita. You'll go after when it's harvested. Anything during Shemitah. But remember again in our one, two, in our one, two, four, five, three, six model. Remember what's not included in that? Seven. Why not? There's no Trumas and Maestras in Shemitah, right? Everything is Hefker. Everything is Hefker. So if you pick it during the seven years, Pater from Maestras, but also Pater from Beer. Both say the Allah of Beer says as follows, which is during the Shemitah year, you, everything is Hefker. Everything is Hefker. So I could take stuff from the field and I could keep it in my house. But I'm only allowed to store things in my home so long as they are readily available in the field. The moment that a particular type of item is not readily available in the field as Hefker, I am not allowed to store it anymore. So the Rabbi therefore says, if an Esrug that blossoms in your six picked on your seven is going to be putter from Meiser, but also is not subject to the beer requirement. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that inherent contradiction. Similarly, again, if you have a year seven Esrug, which means it blossomed in year seven, but you're picking it in year eight, Petura b'Meiser, it's Pater from Meiser, v'chayeves b'Beer. But ultimately, again, it will be subject to the laws of beer. Summarily, Abayi, Abayi says, one second. Bishlam ha-seifa l'chumra. I understand the seifa, the second case, because you're just being machmir. Essentially, if you have an esrug that blossomed in year seven, you're picking it in year eight. Essentially, what you're doing is l'chumra, you're treating it, you're treating it like Meiser produce. But you're also treating it like your aid produce. So it's going to be pate from Iser, but ultimately again, chayiv and beer. I'm sorry, you're treating it like Meiser produce on both ends. So the Gemara says, El Reisha, 
So we'll say, but here's the problem. The first case doesn't make that much sense, says the Yamara. The first case, remember again, was in year six, Esra picked in year seven. So Blossom's year six, you're picking it in year seven. What was the halacha? So the Gemara says, it's potter from Meiser, but also potter from beer. So the Gemara says, I don't understand that. Petura mina beer, why is it potter from beer? Amai, darmino zil basar chanota. Because assumingly we're saying that halacha lamaisa, status of the esrog is determined by when? By when it blossoms. If that's the case, and therefore really it's a year six esrog. If that's the case, ihachi techayev b'maiser. If it's a year six esrog, I'll say, then what? If it's a year six esrog, year six esrog therefore it's potter from beer. Therefore what? This should be chayev in what? In what? In Meiser, because it's your success drug. Amrle, this is fascinating. Amrle, Amrle, Yad Hakom Mimash Mishinba. Since during year seven, everyone touches the Esrug, the At Amrit Tichayev Bamaiser, and you're going to say that such an Esrug ultimately again should be Chayev in Meiser. And I'm both saying, now what does it mean? Take a look at Rashi. Yad Hakom Mimash Mish. This Rashi is right across, or right across from Tosos Shein. It's very interesting. So what, what Rabbi is suggesting is as follows. In reality, according to Rabbi, when the asterisk blossoms in year number six, that's really a year six asterisk. Right? So according to Rabbo, we go Basar Hanato. Right? The Esrog status is determined by when it blossoms. So if it blossoms in year number six, even though it's picked during Shemitah year number seven, it's Potter from Beer because Beer is a din in Shemitah produce. But this is not Shemitah produce. This is year six produce. I so why isn't in Chayiv in Meiser? So it's very interesting because Rabbo says essentially, de facto, it's Hefker. Right? Why is it de facto Hefker? Because anything that's on the tree during the Shemitah year, what's going to happen to it? What's going to happen to it? Everybody's got their hands on it, right? So be, even though technically speaking, halachically, it's not Hefker because it's your number six produce, but practically it's treated like Hefker because everyone's touching it. And because everybody's touching it, it doesn't make sense to obligate it in Meiser. Quite fascinating. Vamuna says no. He says, Bas shishis shenichneses lishviyas. If you have an esrog that blossomed in year six, but you're picking it in year seven, liolam shishis. That is year number six esrog. And I both say that means that's year number six esrog for all purposes. Namely, it's not chayv in beer, but will be chayv in what? Meiser. Ubas shviyas hanichneses lishvinis liolam shviyas. And a seventh year esrog that, that blossoms in year seven and ultimately is picked in year eight is a shemitah esrog. So I both say, Surah Hamnuna is much more straightforward. Hamnuna says, we go basar chanata. We go after blossoming. The identity of the esrog is solidified and concretized in the year in which it blossoms, even if it is picked in a, a second year. So if it blossoms in year six, picked in year seven, it's year six esrog, not chayv in beer, is chayv in meiser. Blossoms in year seven, picked in year eight, it's a shemitah esrog. Pater from Meiser and ultimately subject to beer. Meiser Reb Shimon Yehuda Meisvei Reb Shimon Yehuda Omer Mishon Rabbi Shimon Esrig Bashishis Shenechneses Lishvius Petura Mina Meiser or Petura Mina Beer. Yerubasi, we learned as follows: that an Esrig that's a year six Esrig, right, blossoms in year six, picked in year seven, is Petura Mina Meiser 
ultimately, again, it's potter from Iser, upetura mina beer, and it's potter from beer. So we'll say this is, this is like Rabba. She'in l'chad davar she'chayiv b'maiser, ele imkein gadol b'chiyuv v'nil kat b'chiyuv. Very interesting, because Rav Shimon says that Allah l'maiser, the only time something is chayiv in maiser is if it grew in a state of chiyuv, and it was harvested in a state of chiyuv, which I will say is something new. Because according to this opinion now, see, I will say up until now we've been focusing on like an either or, right? Either halacha lamaisa, we go after when something is harvested, I'm sorry, when something blossoms or when something is harvested. What Rabbi Shimon now is introducing us to is that something is only chayiv in maiser if it both grows and is harvested in a state of chiyuv. But if you're missing either one of those things, halach l'maisa is not chayv in maiser. Ubas shviyas shenechneses l'shminis. And if you have a year seven esrog that ultimately again is harvested in year eight, petura min maiser, petura min abir. Ultimately again, it's part from maiser and it's part from the din of beer. Why? Shein lechad davar shechayiv bebeer el imkin gadol b'shviyas v'nilkat b'shviyas. Unless, of course, it both grows during Shemitah and is harvested Shemitah. So I will say, this is a new opinion. So I will say, look, look now what we have. We now have three opinions, right? We have three opinions. One opinion says, Basar Chanata, right? Basar Chanata. Now I just want to point out over here, um, right? Basar, we have three opinions. Basar Chanata, right? Esther goes after it blossoms, right? Second opinion, Basar Lakita. Esther is determined by when it's harvested. Now a third opinion, Rabbi Shimon, who says, Something is only chayiv in Maiser if halacha l'maiser grows and is harvested at a time where there is a chiv. But if it either grows or is harvested, let's say in a Shemitah year, then halacha l'maiser will be potter. So the Gemara says, just by the way, Reisha kasha l'raf hamluna, Seifa kasha b'in l'raf b'in l'raf hamluna. The first case poses a question according to Rav hamluna, and the second, the second case is, is problematic, both according to Rav and Rav hamluna, to which the Gemara says, you're right, in reality, tenoihi. This whole thing is a machlokes tanoim. Whole thing is a machlokes tanoim. This sanyo, am Rabbi Yosi Avtumus, am Rabbi Yosi Avtumus. Hey, it mishum chamisha zekenim. Right, Rabbi Yosi Avtumus testified in the name of five elders. And what was the testimony? Esrig, acher lekitasa lemaiser. Right, that what by an esrig rabosai, its maiser status is determined when, when it is picked. When it is picked, everything goes by when it's harvested. And the rabbis in Usha, they decided, So said, this is very interesting. So there are, Surab Yossi gave testimony in the name of five Zikanim that ultimately, again, Estrog status for Meiser is determined by when it is harvested. Now, that first opinion doesn't mention anything about Shemitah. Then the Rabbanon came along, the Rabbanon and Usha came along and said, Esrug status, both for Meiser and for Shemitah, is determined by when it is harvested. To which the Gemara said, one second, Shviyas man de Why did Rabbanon and Usha bringing up Shemitah? We weren't talking about Shemitah. We're only talking about Meiser. We'll say, Amadeis. Chisri katoni. In reality... There was a piece that was missing, and here's how you have to do it. We'll say, here we go. We were about to reach the finish line in this. So also listen to this. Rabbi Yossi said, the halacha is as follows. An Esr Gavosai, for Maiser purposes, we go bus for Likitaso. Whenever the Esr is harvested, that will determine the Maiser status. 
right? Meister status determined by when it's harvested. But for Shemitah, we go after what? Blossoming. So we'll say a very, a very interesting bifurcation here. Right? So according to Rabbi Yossi, the name of the five Zikanim, five elders, we go for Meister after the Kitaso. For Meister purposes, Esrag is like, essentially what we're saying is like this. For Meister purposes, Esrag is like what? It's like what? Like a vegetable. And for Shemitah purposes, it's like a tree. A tree. So for Misa purposes, identity, or halacha, right, I'll call it identity, is determined by when you harvest it. And for Shemitah purposes, identity is determined by when it blossoms. The rabbis, but the rabbis in Usha got together and they said no. The rabbis in Usha came along and said no. First of all, it's just too confusing. An estrog goes after its harvesting for all purposes. So as I say, Allah Khalamaisa and Esrog essentially, Rabbi Usha are saying Esrog is treated like what? Like a vegetable. Like a vegetable. Most of the yesterday's that. Why would an Esrog be considered like a vegetable? Water. Right, water. Because remember again, first of all, it's Gedelim al Kalmayim, right? All types of water, right? And second of all, it continuously and consistently grows like a vegetable. So the Maisa, again, the Rabbi Usha said, that Allah Chalamaisa Esrog is treated like a vegetable, both for Maisa purposes and for Shemitah purposes, and its identity is solidified and concretized when you harvest it. So we're not finished yet. Itmar, Rabbi Yochram Eshlagish, Amitar Bayhu, Esrog Bas Shishis Shenichnes Salashviyas. If you have an Esrog, a year six Esrog, that goes into year seven, so I will say, so this case over here is where again, blossoms in year six, ultimately harvested in year seven. Li'olum shishis. It is a year six esrog. Okay, so we'll say, so once again, we're kind of going back over here. Reuchan and Rishlakish saying, Basachanata. No, an esrog is like a tree, and therefore its identity is solidified and concretized by when it blossoms. Ki asr rabbin am rabbi Yochanan, esrog bash shishis. Shenichna salishviyas. If you have an esrog that blossomed in the sixth year, but was harvested in Shemitah in the seventh year, afilu kizayis v'naasis kikar. Even if in year six, it was a tiny little, you know, esrogula, right? It was only like a zayis, right? Like the size of an olive. And then Baruch Hashem, it went ahead and it blew up to the size of a loaf of bread. Right? By the Sfardim, you see esrogim like this, right? Right? The big, big esrogim. Chayov ala mishum tebel. Ultimately, again, yuchayim mishutal. Now, what does it mean yuchayim mishum tebel? That's just another way of saying what? Basr chanato. You go after blossoming. Go after blossoming. Everything by an estrogen is determined by blossoming. So we'll say, so I just want to point out, the Gemara can't, the Gemara is having difficulty kind of settling on a position. Now, what I do want to point out over here is that this last statement, this last statement of Rabbi Yochanan is that after talking about Shemitah, right? That Allah Chalamaisa, an estrogen year six that goes into year seven, Ultimately, again, will be high as we go basar chanato, and that it's not shemitah produce. Ultimately, it's not shemitah produce; it's your six produce, and therefore will be chayav in meiser. Okay, turn rabbanon. So let's say, let's go back a little bit. Actually, you know what? Let's let's pause here for just a moment, and let's talk about esrog. Let's do the ramaman esrog. So we'll say, here we go. Salach so, Right? This is the burning question. So how? What, what do we do with this? We've got every single opinion under the sun when it comes to esrog. So what is the halacha? So I will say. I want to point out to you something interesting. What should I start with? Um, all right, let's go with, let's go with the Rambam. There's two pieces in the Rambam. There's Rambam and Hilchos Shemitah, and there's Rambam and Hilchos Meiser Sheni. Let's go with Rambam, Hilchos Meiser Sheni, Perek Aleph, 
Halochas hey through vav. Listen to this. The chena esrik bilvad mishaperos ha'ilon hare hu kiyerek v'holchin achar likitaso bein lemeiser bein l'shrias. All right. So the Ramam says straight out, straight out. Halacha lemeisa esrik is treated like a vegetable, and therefore halacha lemeisa both for meiser purposes as well as for shmita purposes. We go ahead and we go basar likitaso. The identity of the esrik is determined. By when it is harvested, and he gives he gives he gives examples of this. That I both say now. Yet the Rambam then says something very interesting. So that's the, that's the halacha, right? Bottom line, the way the Rambam baskins, esrog is a vegetable. Identity for both meiser as well as for shmita is determined by when you harvest the esrog. Yet in halacha, above, listen to what the Rambam says. Even though we go ahead and the esrog identity is determined by when you harvest the esrog, bas shishis. If you have, if you have a year six esrog, blossoms in year number six, harvested in year number seven, the Rambam says a year six esrog, the blossoms in year six, harvested in year number seven, you have to take meiser. You have to take meiser. Which Rambam tells you what? That the Rambam is going to pass in the Chumrah. In other words, in a case, in a case, see, what we'll treat an esrog, we'll treat an esrog ultimately basar lekita, as long as that doesn't exempt the esrog from maestras. But halacha lemaisa, we're treat, we're going basar lekita is going to create a kula, namely it'll powder you from maestras that we won't do. So essentially, what the Rambam really does is he paskins lechumra by an esrog, and in fact, in hilcho shmita, listen to this, hayerek bishas lekita. So. Perak Dalit Halacha Yud Beis in Hilcho Shmita VeEsrog Afilo Haya Kapul Kodem Rosh Hashanah VeNasa BeKikar Shvius Chayev BeMaisus BeShir. So both saying this is fascinating. So there's two halachas, two halachas. Meikar Adin the Rambam Paskins that an Esrog goes Basra Lakita. Identity of the Esrog is solidified and concretized when it is harvested, except we're Machmir BeShmita. Machmir BeShmita. What do you mean Machmir BeShmita? That if you have a year six Esrog, it blossoms in year six. But ultimately, again, you don't harvest it until year seven. In that case, we'll go basar chanata. We'll treat it like a tree to make it chayiv in ma'isa. So we'll say. So essentially, the Rambam paskins lechumra on an esrog. So lechumra in that normally will go basar lekito. We'll treat it like a vegetable. But lechumra that if it blossoms in year six and it's harvested in year seven, we'll make it chayiv like a year six, like a year six fruit to make it chayiv in ma'isa. Incredible. We'll say that's talacha. That's talacha. Feels like a weight that's been lifted off our shoulders, right? You've been walking around. What's the status of an esrog? What's the status? What's going to be? What's going to be? Ein simcha kataras asvekas, right? No greater joy in life than resolution of doubt. The Rambam always comes through. Says the Rambam. Says the Gemara. Sorry. Kiyosu Rabin. Nope. Sorry. Tanarabanon. Ilan shechantu perasukos. We'll say. So now we're we're kind of ze- we're gonna we're gonna move out a little bit because we've been hyper focused on esrog. Now we're gonna talk generally about trees. So Tanarabanon. Ilon shechantu perosav kodem tu bishvat misasher l'shan shavra achar tu bishvat misasher l'shan misasher l'shan haba. Could I both say this is kind of like a Talmudic right softball, right? This is this is an easy one. Okay, good. So we'll say we know tu bishvat is the new year for trees. So therefore halacha l'maisa halacha l'maisa. If you have a tree and the fruit matures before tu bishvat, then ultimately again blossoms before tu bishvat. Then it's part of, we'll call it year one, the previous year. If it blossoms after two bishvat, it's part of next year's year two cohort. Beautiful. Abram Nechemya, Bosse, now watch this. 
So I'll say, so therefore, again, you have a brisa that explains anything that matures. We're just, we'll call, we'll call year one and year two. So anything that matures prior, when we say mature, I mean blossoms, prior to Tu Bishvat is, is, is tithed, right, according to year one status. Anything that blossoms after Tu Bishvat is tithed according to year two status. Fine. I'm Rem Nechemia, an incredible qualification. Nechemia says, when is that so? Be'ilon brechos. Bashana, with a tree that literally goes ahead and makes two brechos. Now, Bosai, we know the Lashon of brechos. Remember from Be'ah, right? Remember again, brechos literally is a brood. That refers to a dove coat, right? That refers ultimately, again, to, to doves that reproduce twice. Two batches of doves. To which the Gemara says, Shtei brechos, the Lashon of brechos doesn't apply to trees. It applies to doves. So the Gemara says, Brechos this is incredible. When do we say, when do we say that if fruit matures, it blossoms? I don't mean mature, I shouldn't say mature, I say blossoms. Blossoms before Tu B'Shvat is part of year one. After Tu B'Shvat is part of year two. Rabbi Nechemia says, that's true with a tree that essentially has, produces two batches over the course of the year. However, but if you have a tree that only produces one batch of fruit in the year. For example, kigon, dekalim, day palms, zaysim, olives, charuvin, caribs, afa pisha chantu perosin, kodim tu bishvat, misasrin l'shana habo. In that case, even if the tree blossomed prior to tu bishvat, the fruit is not given year one status, but rather it's given post tu bishvat year two status. Now what does this mean? Take a look at Rashi. Aval ilon, Rashi says, Sheperosav niklotin ke'echad basar lekitaz nibu. So we'll say, here's what's happening over here. Reb Nechemia is saying like this. We have a b'raisa. The b'raisa says, if you have a tree, if you have a tree, and let's say some of the fruit blossoms before Tu Bishvat, some of, right, some of the fruit blossoms after Tu Bishvat, this fruit that blossomed before Tu Bishvat are given year one status. After Tu Bishvat, year two status. Okay, that's fine. Comes over Nechemia and Nechemia says, no, no, no. When is that true? When the fruit produces multiple, I'm sorry, when the tree produces multiple batches of fruit. So if you have a tree that produces multiple batches of fruit, like a dove coat that has multiple batches of doves, then Enochinami, because the fruit is going to be harvested at different times, we go Basra Chanata. So therefore, again, I will say you could literally have a tree that has, again, some fruit that have, we'll call it year one status, and some fruit that has year two status. However, Rabbi Nehemiah says, if the tree only produces one batch of fruit, one crop a year, Sefer will say in that case, now, is it, now what happens when you produce one, even when you produce one, one crop, does everything blossom at the same time? No. In that case where there's only one crop, Rabbi Nehemiah says, it doesn't make sense to say some of the fruit will be year one, some of the fruit will be year two. In that case where there's only one crop, we go basra likita. Ultimately, again, we will determine the status of the fruit by when it's harvested and not by when it blossoms. So we'll say, fascinating idea. If the tree produces multiple crops, when I say multiple, two, so then you're going to go basr chanata. This meister status will be determined by when it blossoms because since there's two crops, it's obvious that some are going to be year one, some are going to be year two. But if it's only one crop, recognizing that one crop is blossoming at different times, in that case, you won't go basr chanata. Instead, we'll go basra lekita. We will determine the status of the crop by when it's harvested. Incredible. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, 
And Rabbi Yochanan says, the people have conducted themselves by carob trees like Rabbi Nechemia. Like Rabbi Nechemia. It's because Rabbi said, what, 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 what's, what's, what's the shot of carob trees? Carob trees apparently only produce one crop of carobs, right? There's one crop per year. They blossom at different times. So in order not to get confused, what's what? Halacha lemaisa, by the carob tree, we determine the maiser status by when? By when? When it's harvested, when it's picked, like Rabbi Nechemia. So we have Rabbi Yochanan saying that people conduct themselves with, with a boxer, with a chaluf, like Rabbi Nechemia. Rashi says, these are white figs, right? White figs. So white figs, right? They, they are impacted by Shemitah when? In their second year. In the second year of the new cycle is actually when their fruit is subject to Shemitah sanctity. Why? Take a look at Rashi. This is this. White figs, white figs, actually the, the crop in year number two of the new cycle. So you have Shemitah, then you have Shemitah year, year seven, then you have year one, year two. The crops, the figs that come out in year two actually have Shemitah sanctity. Why? Rashi says, so we'll say, listen to this, because this is fascinating, the white figs which blossom during the Shemitah year are actually not mature enough to eat until when? Until the second year of the new cycle. They take a long time to mature. I suppose I see what's happening over here. So, so remember, Rabbi Yochanan said, people conduct themselves like Rabbi Nechemya when it comes to boxing, when it comes to the charov, which means, which means that a tree that only produces one crop, we determine its, its meister status as of when? When you pick the crop. Reish Re- says, really? Let's take a look at white figs. How many crops does the white fig tree produce? One. Now, interestingly enough, it takes a long time to mature. So it'll blossom in Shemitah, but won't be picked until two years later. And yet, what's the halacha? In year two, when you harvest it, I will say, what's their status? What's their status? Shemitah. Which shows you that when was their identity solidified and concretized? Basra Chanata, when it blossomed. That's an example of a tree which only produces one crop, but yet we're determining its status by when it blossomed, not by when it's harvested. That's a contradiction to Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Yochanan, you're wrong. You said that people conduct themselves like Rabbi Nechemia with one crop trees. Clearly, that's not the case. Ishtik, Rabbi Yochanan was quiet. He, he, didn't, he didn't have a response. Amr Rabbi Abba Akoin, Rabbi Yossi Akoin. Amai Ishtik, why was Rabbi Yochanan silent? Lay let Rabbi Yochanan say back to Ishlakish. First of all, Amina Lacha Anak Rabbi Nechemia, Va'at Amrit Likirabanan. So Rabbi Yochanan could have said, okay, I'm, I'm telling you about the sheet of, of, of Rabbi Nechemia. You're telling me about the position of the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan, it's good Rabbi Nechemia. It's okay, this is my focus. Mishum da Amr because Rish Lakish could have retorted, he could have said, Tell me, Rabbi Yochanan, you're going to set aside the position of the Rabbanan 
and you're going to go ahead and accept the position of Nehemia, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. To which the Gemara says, Valei Malei, Valei Malei Ka'amina Lacha, Nagu, Vat Amritli Isura. So why couldn't Rabbi Yochanan respond, I'm just telling you how people are Nohig, and you're telling me that there's an Isur? The Amrlei, because Rabbi Shlagish could have responded, Bemakom Isura, Kinagu Shatkinon, because Rabbi Shlagish could have responded, if it's Asr, how can you tell me that people are conducting themselves in a certain way? Let Rabbi Yochanan respond, Rabbi Yochanan could respond, say, you know, the halacha is, the obligation to tithe, charuv, boxer, is only dirabanan. So I'm bringing up a case of dirabanan, that people are not going to make up in the chemim dirabanan, and you're bringing up shmita daraisa, timhani, so ultimately, again, Rabbi Abba Cohen says, I'm not even sure if Rish Lakish himself ever even asked the question on Rabbi Yochanan. In other words, he's not sure if the Gemara as we have it is even correct. And if he asked it, if he asked it, did Rabbi Yochanan answer it? Rather, Rabbi said the Shaila really was, was Rabbi Yochanan Mikabel ultimately the statement of Reish Lakish or not? So therefore, Rabbi say Halacha Lamaisi, you had this back and forth. Rabbi say so I will tell you, the way the Rambam Paskins is in fact like Rabbi Nechemya. Then Halacha Lamaisi, Rabbi say we have like this. There is a distinction between a tree which produces two crops versus a tree which produces one crop. A tree that produces one crop, the Halacha is we go Basar Hanata. Everything is determined ultimately again by when blossoming occurs. So if blossoming occurs in year one, even though it's not harvested until year two, it is given year one status, both for Shemitah as well as for Meiser. But if you have a tree that produces multiple crops, what we call multiple brechos, then Allah won't go rather we will go Basar Lekita. We'll go, the identity of the crop will be determined by when it is harvested. I will say, this brings the sugya to end. I will say, I just want to tell you, tomorrow, tomorrow, ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous. We're going to get, I will say, into beautiful, beautiful Agarita, beautiful Agarita about Rosh Hashanah, beautiful Agarita about, not, not just Agarita, Halacha also. Incredible Halacha, incredible Agarita. It's just an incredible way to start the, uh, to start the work. I will say, hopefully again, if nothing else, I would tell you, to make sure, even if you don't remember all the shak levitaria, remember these halachas. Because over the last couple of days, we learned a lot of really good halacha, which is our one, two, three, our one, two, four, five, our three, six, the different categories, ultimately, again, of, of, we'll call it when items become subject in Meisr, the machlokas about esrug, the resolution about esrug, and how we treat different types of fruit trees. All right, have a wonderful day, everyone. What is B or by an astro? Why am I asking the question? He said an astro lasts on the tree for two years. There's no end to the season. It should mean I can pick it anytime. No, no, it's when it's actually, like, available. In other words, are there astrogim in the field? If there are srogim on the trees, then you could keep them in your house. If let's say all the srogim were picked, so okay, even though they're all on the trees for that long, but they picked everything. Correct, correct. So like, right? So no, it's, it's, it's actually like a metzias. When you go outside, are there srogim on the tree? As long as it's available for everyone on the outside, I can keep it on the inside.
Okay, so it's not like the standard season. That is correct. It's, it's mamisham and sias. That's why, again, the shas beer, the shas beer, is a relative halacha, you know, and, and, and it can vary year to year, you know. So let's say before Shemitah, people had a windfall. There's plenty of grain left in the field. Great. So there's no. There might there might never be a shas beer. Okay. Have a great day, Michael.